Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is keeping the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year, even now as we are hurling towards summer. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. I'm Anthony. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. I want to do and it again. I'm do Todd. <laughs> is a jerry he's the one that apparently always sneaks his way into our podcast well yes when <laughs> the last patreon episode I recorded when i asked matt spaulding his first episode who the favorite elf was he was like can i say jerry davila oh <laughs> man <laughs> i love it y'all how's your week it's a good week i had a good week we had a it's really a sh- good mother's day and it was a good week well, Julia, you deserve the best Mother's Day, which is why we put out that nice tribute to you and all the Christmas movie moms. That I look forward to that every year, including Candace Cameron Bure. No, of course she wasn't on it. She's she's a Anthony. She's a she's a national treasure. Candace Cameron Bure. Mm-hmm. Going no. to get a little loosey goosey with national treasure. Yeah, I, 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 you guys are a little loosey goosey with national treasures. So far in our pre between our pre discussion and now, you have named like four different people national treasures. Uh, it, it, and I stand ones. by all of them Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Yes. Sandy B. Yes. Yes. Sandy B is let, a national treasure. Let our listeners know that before the recording, we had to listen to some vitriol from Anthony hating for whatever reason on lauren graham so yeah you know what you start you brought it up so i'm just going to defend myself to our listeners lauren graham to me is the adam sandler tom cruise of actresses he is not funny or good just because you can talk fast ha ah! just like adam sandler is not good just because you can do oh, funny voices and tom cruise is just tom cruise anthony you should be much nicer being the unquestionable Tom Cruise of the Christmas podcast world should be much, much nicer to other people. What the <laughs> heck does that mean? I, I think you Don't exactly put that mean. out into the universe. People. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just look forward to all the people writing in to tell me that they agree. Those are some harsh words, Tom. Well, I stand by what I said. You don't talk trash like- about Lauren Graham and then expect me to play to play fairly. <laughs> talk trash about lauren graham and i say that somebody who adores gilmore girls but as i told tom and julia before the recording every show needs its villain and she was the villain for gilmore girls and parenthood anthony you just need to stop wait till we cover the gilmore girls episodes later this year Uh, i'm not gonna i'm gonna call in sick (laughs) can't do that to lorelei can you Nope, I sure can't. I can't subject her to that kind of hate. So, uh, Tom, did you see Batman the Animated Series is getting a revival? I did. I'm so I'm not going to lie. I'm somewhat skeptical. On HBO Max 2022 to coincide with their 30th anniversary. 30 years. That makes me feel old. You are old. Oh. I mean, if I'm old, you are geriatric. <laughs> you walked right into that one. That's what she said. uh yeah no mother's day was awesome i we spoiled my wife Mm -hmm. and did a lot of ridiculous yard work Mm -hmm. i spoiled my daughter and moved like 600 and something pounds of sand to build a sandbox for her 
and then built a bunch of flower uh, garden beds. It was a good weekend. It was beautiful weather for us, wasn't it, Julia? It was wonderful. And Very I mild. was out today enjoying the beautiful weather as well. My Mother's Day was good today. because my parents are down in Florida. So it was rainy here. So it was just a relaxing day watching the new Son of Sam documentary on Netflix. Is it good? It's really good. Okay. Right. And the cats and Larry got Sarah a card for about for their fur mother, you know, the, from their fur to a mother from her fur babies. Oh, that's so nope. sweet nope. that they got her card. You know what? We watched uh, for family movie night on Netflix. That was amazing. What? Uh, machines. Mitchell's versus machines. Mitchell's versus the machines. I keep hearing incredible things about that, and I have to well, sit down and watch it. All the incredible things you've heard don't do it justice. That's what I keep hearing as well. It is that amazingly good. Well, it's the same. It's the same animation style as like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, right? It's the I same heard. guy. Yeah, so yeah. it can't be bad because that movie's incredible. Yeah, but uh, it, the trailers didn't do it for me. But like the more I hear about it, I'm like, me man, neither. I gotta sit down and watch it because I me hear neither. it's really good. Yeah, the trailers were it. not that great. Yeah, I, I thought it was just it. one of those generic, like, oh, not Disney or any other major studio animation project. Yeah. Nope, I wasn't I'm excited now. Christine has some friends who talked about how good it was, and so we watched it, and uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's out of this world. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I am excited I to sit down and finally watch it. My mommy is coming this weekend. Yay. I think we're That's renting cool. out an AMC theater. Ooh! Yeah, it's only like ninety nine dollars. I know it's insanely cheap. You can have twenty people, like Julia. If we had had that when we were kids, I would have lived at the movies. My friends and I, I mean, all take up a collection, right? Twenty yeah, people, five bucks, and you money. have a whole theater. I know it's insane. I have visitors going to town this weekend too. April's coming into town again. Very nice. I thought you just said you saw her. That was me projecting ahead and being yeah, in the future. Yeah, that was talking into the, that was setting himself in the future and talking about the past when we were still in the past. Oh. Guys, time is hard. Time is hard. Not really. We just don't say that we did things that we haven't done because they haven't happened yet. Uh, I'm not a liar. We don't want to get into like this open theistic, open theism debate on here. <laughs> Start weighing the merits of whether humans or God can know what happens in the future. I am a psychic, so I know what's going to happen in the future. And I uh, was just bragging about this on Discord today. Like four years into this podcast, it's nice watching something and knowing exactly how all three of us are going to react in advance because that makes helps me be able to prepare for such a, thing, a movie. I'm not sure I know how all of y'all are going to react to this one tonight honestly which i guess is a great segue into the f- movie we're covering tonight which is a christmas movie christmas this is a an independent christmas film about two sisters who live together and one of them is way too obsessed with hallmark-esque christmas movies they never actually say hallmark but it's got all the movies have this hallmark lifetime mm-hmm. vibe going on mm-hmm. uh she loves the, the how formulaic they are. It brings her happiness. She and her sister run into Santa. She makes a wish that she could have a Christmas movie Christmas. Her sister makes an unstated wish. And then we wake up in Christmas movie village outside of the big city. And we have a very formulaic, self-aware Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Good plot synopsis. Are we good? Yeah. Let's run through cast and credits, and then we'll listen to Anthony's diatribe, and Julie and I can have a, co- a coherent conversation. <laughs> so this movie is directed by the awesome Brian Herslinger, who many of you may have interacted with. We see him on Reddit and on the uh, Facebook group interacting with us. Brian is a much nicer New York native than... Any other New York natives on our podcast regularly? Wow. Uh, Talk about sub podcasting. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't, I I didn't name anybody at all. Brian has experience. I remember the first thing I, I I didn't know it was him until I researched this, but Brian did the movie back in 
2004, uh, my date with Drew, where he kind of uh, cyberstalked Drew Barrymore a little bit. And he got uh, a movie see. out of it. I got a restraining order. Nice. <laughs> you, you, you planned that one, didn't you? Brian <laughs> uh, has done a lot of uh, TV movie stuff over the years. He did the TV movie Christmas Angel, Meet My Valentine. He's got a Christmas Switch, a Welcome Home Christmas. He's got a new movie coming out, High Holiday and Twinkle All the Way. So I think for our next holiday movie we do, we should uh, invite Brian to join us. And just so you know, his new movie that is completed and coming out, High Holiday, uh, stars Cloris Leachman. Oh, I love Cloris Leachman. Leachman, uh, good grief. Why is it called talk. High Holiday? Are they getting high? It's yeah. got Mar- It's got marijuana leaves. Okay, so it is. Around uh, the turkey. And it's also got you, Jennifer Tilly and Tom Arnold. So I'm excited. Have you ever that. heard that Christmas song, Be Claws, I Got High? I was going to make my toys, <laughs> but then I got high. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. Um, I'm not going to go into the writers right now. Reason being the writer pairs, Brian Daughtry and Kimberly Daughtry are a husband-wife duo who are also actors in this film. So we'll cover them as actors. So Brant Daughtry, who wrote the film with his wife, plays Paul in our film. You may be more familiar with you may know Brant from movies like The Starving Games, which is a parody movie. Dear, he was on the TV show Dear White People in Pretty Little Liars. Part of the Fifty Shades series and Fifty Shades Freed. He's also got other Christmas movies like Mingle All the Way in his repertoire. Merry Christmas. Uh, and he had a little history back in the day on Army Wives and Days of Our Lives. Were y'all familiar with 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 Brant Daughtry? Oh yeah, big li- Pretty Little Liars fan. Okay. Were I was you a fan not of familiar. him in Pretty Little Liars? Sorry? Were you a fan of him in Pretty Little Liars? I was a fan of that show. Okay. The star of our show, the heroine, if you will, Miss Eve Bell is played by Lana McKissick. And I was completely unfamiliar with her and looked through her credits and remained fairly unfamiliar with her. She's in a movie called Dark Web. She was in Transformers, Titans Return. And then she has some one-offs in TV shows like Dark Web. Um, She had a recurring role in that. And then uh, I'm just not familiar with anything she's in. Are y'all? Y'all know nope. Her? She was in that recent movie, right? That recent horror movie um, where the app tells you when you're going to die and then it's like a countdown and you actually die, right? I think it's called countdown? literally called, yeah, countdown. That's it. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I didn't see it. I didn't her, see it either, but the trailer looked good. Her sister and the love interest of Brant Daughtry, Paul, his wife is Kimberly Daughtry and she plays Lacey Bell and I think I made that intro about as confusing as I possibly could have. (laughs) Kimberly. She has a lot of one-off parts. She did a a position. She has a recurring character that goes across a lot of shows named Kim Hidalgo. Kim was Wait, why does it say ask him? Oh, that was her maiden name. Never mind. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> she played a lot of one-off roles and was known before her marriage as uh, Kim Hidalgo. And she had one-off roles on stuff like New Adventures of Old Christine, How I Met Your Mother, Bones, Grey's Anatomy. But um, Grace and Frankie, another popular one. Grace and Frankie. So she's got a couple of other movies in post-production coming out, but I wouldn't familiar with her either 
Uh, I'm sure I've seen her in one of those other things because I was a fan of all those, like Time at Your Mother, Grace and Frankie. So she looked familiar. She had a familiar face. One of our cutie McCute faces for Julia in this is Oklahoma native Ryan Earl Merriman, who plays Dustin and has been. I don't recall saying I thought he was a cutie McCute. Yeah, that's just usually in her mouth. That's usually what you call this role in a movie, though. Not saying that he is, but that's usually what you call this person's role. And Anthony, that was too far. Yes, typically, typically I would, but it doesn't suit for me in this particular instance. Just FYI. Uh, Well, well, is that because of the actor himself or the character as he's portrayed? The actor. I like the character. Mr. Mr. Harriman started, Mr. Merriman started out in 93 on the TV show, The Mommies. He was on The Pretender. He was touched by an angel. He was in Veritas The Quest, Comanche Moon. And uh, he also had a little stint on Pretty Little Liars, which is where I'm sure Blake recruited him to come help in this movie from. Do you know what else he was in? Well, I know him from first and foremost. What do you know him from first and foremost, Anthony? Do you remember that made-for-TV Disney movie from the late 90s, Smart House, where the mom was like the AI in the house and like... No. No. Yeah, he was in that movie. He was. That's where I know him from then. That's why he's familiar. That right there. That movie... That's where he's from. That's it. That's it. That's where I know him from. That I, that brings a Disney question I need to ask y'all. What was your favorite Disney Channel original 90s movie when they used to put these things out like all the time, like every week? Oh, I don't know. You've got to give me more time. For I need more time like for that. that one, dude. Yeah. Tom, I'm disappointed. I thought me and you LeVar would have the Burton same one. directed that movie? Who did? LeVar, LeVar Burton directed Smart House. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, Tom, I you and I don't have the same one. one. to be Halloween Town. But I mean, exactly. aside from that, I don't, I don't know many. I loved Under Wraps. Do you remember that one with the mummy? No. Uh, they did the another, they did a remake of Escape to Witch Mountain. Uh, yeah. Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. I like that. I remember one. that one. Yeah. Phantom of the Dragon. Wait, wait, wait. Was Smart House? Who was the mom in that? Katie Seagal. Um, yeah. Okay. I did know that one. Mom's got a date with a vampire. I loved that one. With uh, the dad from the nanny and the aunt from sabrina hilda that's a good one mr max sheffield was in it yeah wow i love that actor he's in a lot of christmas movies nowadays too by the way like hallmark type movies Kirk cameron did some 90s made for tv movies including the (laughs) he did a 2000s made for tv movie too the growing pains reunion movie do you remember that that was a disney abc like Wonderful World of Disney movie. They did a Facts of Life reunion movie and a Grown Pains reunion movie. But it sounds terrible. I mean, they got the whole cast back. (laughs) The Facts of Life one was a nice Thanksgiving movie, actually. I don't remember the Grown Pains You take the bed and then you have the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life Mm -hmm. when the world never seems to be living Okay, I think we probably just lost 30% of our listeners. Thank you, Tom and Anthony. Uh, okay, would you consider was was Chad Matthew Monroe? Was he a cutie and cute face for you, or is that just the role he was going for? It's just his role. He was okay. There was a very big lack of cutie and cute faces. Cuties in this one for me. Yep. And I do wonder if that was like an intentional thing, but we'll get into that when we talk the movie. He is also from Oklahoma. Shut the front door. That's what I was about to say. He's from Moore, Oklahoma. He is older than us, Julia. Thank God for that. Finally, somebody. We're young. We're youngins. (laughs) Me by like a month and a week. Uh, I knew him from the awful Dukes of Hazzard remake. Mm -hmm. He played Luke Duke. Luke Duke. Luke Duke. He was in a movie called Christmas Manger, which I'm sure Tom can't wait to get on the show Let's for do it. historical accuracy. The TV show <laughs> Sons and Daughters, My Long Distance Relationship. He had a little role briefly on the show Numbers. I like that show. TV I like movie. that show too. The TV show 
The Secret Life of an American Teenager, The Talent Show, The Lying Game, YouTube the Musical, and um, another Christmas movie called Enchanted Christmas, made for TV. So we'll probably see him again. Another second chance for Christmas. He's been uh, he's done the Christmas rounds. He's like a living Ken doll in this. And he plays the the famous musician Russell Clark, who is played by the Christmas movie icon that Eve is in love with, Chad Matthew Monroe. <laughs> and then the only other, then we have two other characters worth mentioning. Addie Stafford plays Noel, who is Anthony's villain in this movie. That every movie has to have a villain. Um, she hasn't done a whole lot. She was in Chicago Fire, A Light Beneath Their Feet, The Husband, and this movie. And then Graham Graham is played by Bridget Duffy, who does not um, have a lot. Does not have a lot either. She also did Graham, Chicago Graham. PD. She played Old Woman. She was in Baby's Day Out. Um, <laughs> and her filmography tells you exactly why she doesn't have a lot to her name. Anthony. You know, you know what you find with movies, like particularly the type of Hallmark Lifetime movie like this, is it's a very, and I don't mean it in a bad way, incestuous bunch of casting characters, right? Like a few of these actors are in a movie coming up together and have been in movies together in the past. And, you know, directors tend to take people with them and, and cast them again. And so that's all, that's all understood. But it's just funny to me how that tends to happen with some of these yep no absolutely and this is no you know no exception because there's definitely some crossover and just the fact that the the two two guys are from oklahoma that's bonkers this is when i cray like a bidet this is when i'm gonna once again tell my (laughs) aziz ansari joke about his stand-up how when some dog millionaire came out somebody asked him hey you must be excited. And he was like, yeah, because I'm excited every time a movie comes out starring an Indian. Is this what white people feel like all the time? Like, the Godfather, that's us. <laughs> every movie but Slumdog Millionaire, that's us. And that's how I feel like <laughs> you guys get excited over Oklahoma. And I'm like, man, is that how I should feel about every time somebody's from New York in one of these movies? Yes. No, you should probably have more shame. Uh, trust me, that is not something I have. When it comes to that, <laughs> we know Anthony has no shame. Oh boy. I mean, I told the story on this podcast. <laughs> My pants, I have no shame. <laughs> I'm not editing that out because anytime we can remind our listeners that Anthony defecated all over himself, I think it's worth doing. I mean, whatever it was a drunken accident i didn't to use your words spread the cheeks and uh whatever however you phrased it earlier oh let's not relive that <laughs> i don't know where you came up with that but i'm gonna start using that in real life that was just too freaking funny we need a sticker <laughs> yeah, <we do. laughs> Oh man, that's spreading cheer like spreading peaks and just have a pile of movies Anthony doesn't like with the bottom of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, histories with this movie. I am going to go first. I have no history with this movie. I heard about it last year and um, watched it yesterday. Something about the movie kept Ellie's attention the entire time. I'm not really sure what caught her eye, but she watched the whole thing. I'd imagine it's the atmosphere. Yeah. It was very atmospheric. Yes. Uh, my history, President Hot Dog recommended this to us. Ron Hogan, last year, two years ago, whenever he did. I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching it today, I was thinking to myself, how did Ron Hogan recommend both Mixed Nuts and this movie? you're like in what universe do both of those suggestions come out i see it makes both make sense to me i uh i think this movie was very like 
the director did an incredible job because you know it was supposed to look like a hallmark movie feel like a hallmark movie and he did an amazing job at that the writers not so much and i just want to say one last thing i think it's because it is hard to do parody movies in general but how do you make a parody movie of parody movies because hallmarks are basically parody movies of themselves at this point so it didn't go far enough for me it just felt like a bad hallmark movie and not a parody of a hallmark movie and that's not the director's fault the direction was amazing it looked like a hallmark movie that was all down to the writing julia how about you um so kind of the same thing um hadn't heard of this one until ron brought it up um and then watched it today and i didn't hate it but i mean for what it is and what it tried to do i think it was successful um, it put me in the Christmas spirit, felt very Christmassy to me, which is what I was really needing today. And um, not a perfect movie. Don't know if it'll be like a rewatch movie, but it was a nice little niche space for a movie to make fun of itself. I felt like it was making fun of my Christmas spirit. Hmm. I'll tell you my favorite character in this film though was Eve Bell. Yeah, I liked her. She's so bubbly. Oh, no, wrong one. Lacey Bell, the cynical one. She was my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> a little more I wish accurate. she would have kept with the cynicism because I thought it was really funny at the onset. But she ended up getting carried away by the Christmas Hallmark magic. Well, let's get to that. So we open up and this girl, Eve Bell, is obsessed with Christmas movies. And again, uh, I said it before, I'll reiterate it. They are not like you know, your blockbusters. She is really, really into the bad Christmas movies, the ones that we... The Hallmark ones, essentially. Yeah. It's just a because I know, Julia, you are like me. You get emotional in a lot of... Yeah, Yeah. sure. Julia, I have to ask, because you're like me, you get emotional in a lot of movies, books, etc. Has a Hallmark Christmas movie ever made you cry when you weren't pregnant? Yeah. There's this, a, a small a small few that have actually done that. Can you name them? Pregnant. Because I would like to check them out. Well, it's the one that you and I like already so much. The the one with the in. What it, we looked it up months oh, ago. Okay. But it wasn't like a. I don't know. I got a little verklempt. Maybe it wasn't like full <laughs> tears. I I was just curious but. because when she was when we see. Eve sitting on this couch sobbing over a Hallmark Christmas movie. I was like, that's a bit of an overreaction. Yes. Well, they have to they have to evoke something or they wouldn't keep making them and they wouldn't make the money that they do. Oh, I'm not saying they don't evoke anything. They evoke a great Christmas atmosphere. They're feel-good movies like that you could turn your brain off and watch during the season. But I think yeah, I get emotional to them. They don't typically ev- evoke that emotion for me either. I, I get where you're going there, Anthony. Okay, that's just but curious. like great love stories don't typically evoke the tear emotion for me. You know what does for me now? What? Any movie where a parents are taking their kids to college. Well, that's always done do it, it for me. That's always done it for me. I was a sobbing mess when I saw yeah. Toy Story 3 in theaters and Woody's watching Andy say goodbye to his mom through the box. And she's like, you'll always be with me. And Woody's just watching through the box. It's like, oh. <laughs> that one's rough. Yeah, yeah, didn't bother me at all. Now, watch the movie where a kid went to college and I'm like, I just look at Christine. I'm not crying. You're crying. What movie? Out of curiosity. Not going to tell you because uh, you're going to, I want to know what you think when you watch it. But how will I know to watch it? You will. We've talked about it. (laughs) I'm not going to give you my phone number. If it's meant to be, you'll just know it. I know. We're talking some serendipity type stuff here tonight, guys. (laughs) You'll watch it. You'll watch it. We'll talk about it then. You'll know. So she is. One day Tom's going to get rid of text message. I found it, Tom. Oh, it's that movie on Netflix that you were just talking about. That's the one. Damn it, Julie, I wasn't going to bring that to his attention. That's the one. Oh, that's about college? Going off to college? Okay. No, it's just a scene. Okay. An emotional scene. So, Eve is obsessed with Chad Matthew Monroe. Ooh. Who is one of, and and as as they've 
done a great job of depicting him as one of these people whose face you could just remove and put on the cover of another Christmas movie, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's right. I mean, and... they did a good job with all these characters in that regard. Like, you could mm-hmm. see most of these people uh, headlining a Hallmark movie, a real oh, yeah. Hallmark movie. Now, her sister, Lacey, is not feeling the Christmas love at all. She's just not I the loved movies. this character. How cynical she was about was funny. the Hallmark films. And that, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. She didn't have the Christmas love in general that I have, but her disdain for Hallmark movies in general, which mm-hmm. has lessened with me. But that's how I feel. That's how I used to really feel. Mm-hmm. So they're out and they go out and about, and you know, she's just bemoaning. She wants this like whole Christmas movie life. They see Santa, who is played good looking by looking Santa. Good looking Santa. The, the, fa- the face, the, the suit could have been a little more authentic, a, but I thought a little less, a little less dollar store rental. Yes, exactly. But the face, I liked, I thought he looked good. So they're, ta- they're chatting with Santa and Santa says, you know, what do you wish for for Christmas? And she's like, I just want to be in a hot in a Christmas movie Christmas for Christmas and give some money. And then her sister won't tell what she wishes for, but she wishes for something and drops the money in. They go home the next morning. They wake up and they're sleeping in the same bed for some reason. Uh, don't understand. An adorable green Christmassy pajamas. They went to bed with in the... the same bed too, right? Like that was weird. On the couch. They were on the couch. Okay, well, not then weird they wake... when they went to sleep, but they That's, wake that up makes in sense. the same bed. They wake they up in the wake same up... bed wearing matching jammers, as Ellie calls Including them. with the little, um, the, what, what's the official term for it? The butt the patch flap. in the back, the booty flap. It makes me call you too. What? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i did really appreciate when she sat up in bed and she's like did you go to sleep in full makeup and hair yeah (laughs) because that is a pet peeve of mine in hallmark movies because they wake up with full face on like who they do everything is perfect in in perfect order and they make fun of that which i liked yeah like a lot yeah that made me laugh so they soon realize i mean the the everything visually in this room is is so nice and warm and it looks mm-hmm. like a hallmark christmas movie and for all of the the trash talk i've made about hallmark christmas movies i will always say i wish i lived in the setting of one not everything else just i want to be in that that you know generic small town perfect christmas outside of the big city right please don't please don't voice this wish aloud and get us all trapped in one where we have to go through the plot and we would have so much fun (laughs) we we would have so much we would that Um, would actually be a good idea for like a christmas in july thing one year we get like a play we get trapped in a hallmark christmas movie find our way out so they are trapped and obviously Eve is super excited about this because she had had a crappy job where her boss didn't have any respect for her. She couldn't tell him what she thought. He thought her name was L, and mm-hmm. uh, even told her she should get the name on her desk corrected. And it wasn't even a desk. It was like a piece of paper taped to a cubicle. Yeah, she's. It's clearly one of the. It's the trope of the. She's an overworked person who's really good at her job who gets no love or appreciation from her boss. I mean, don't they call him Scrooge in this movie? Uh, that's yeah. his. Yeah, that's his character in the village. Yes, correct. Yep. They get. They start walking around the town and are trying to get a feel for everything. And um, my favorite scene. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was about to say before they leave the house. Oh, Graham, 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 Graham. <laughs> They're they living with an old woman they don't know at all who's apparently their grandmother. Uh, who is Gram-Gram because in every Hallmark Christmas movie, it's never grandma. It's always some weird derivation thereof or some stripper sounding name that they call their grandmother. Do you guys call your grandmothers grandma, nana? What do you guys call them? Grandma? Grandma. Grandma was mine, but Marty's is nanny. Mine is grandma is my mother's mom 
uh, Grammy is dad's mom because my oldest cousin couldn't say grandma when he was learning to talk and he called her Grammy and it just kind of stuck with all the kids after. Grammy's so cute. Ellie and my nephew call my mom Gigi and I continue yeah. to remind her that it makes her sound like a stripper. <sighs> it makes her sound like Chelo. Didn't she have that movie Gigi or Geely? Also Geely. between my mom's house and her work there's a strip club called Gigi's something oh. or another. Oh, <laughs> which I always remind my mom or drive. I'm like, oh, there, 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 mom, there's your place. I've got to ask something about your mom real quick before we move on. Since you haven't seen her in over a year, did you get her a nice giant framed portrait of yourself to give her when she's in town? No, she'll want to take that on the plane. I'm going to do that randomly at some point in time. So Graham Graham is baking them cookies and they come to the, the conclusion that pancakes. No. Oh, pancakes this morning. Pancakes this waffles. morning. Waffles. Get it right. Who, how are all of y'all wrong? Cinnamon okay, waffles. waffles. So they're gonna eat waffles. This is later, the important stuff. Let's be honest. Later it's cookies, and they decide that when you're in Christmas movie, calories don't count. So they do yeah. a little buck wild on the sugar. Uh, yeah. I yes. And one thing about living in Christmas movie that I love is that Eve can decorate a tree at the speed of light and do <laughs> well, they make fun of that so much. I, I and it do looks love immaculate. that. That's my sing. favorite thing about this movie is that what mm -hmm. you can magically do in Hallmark Land. Well, that yeah. and I love the fact that she can just magically sing perfectly. And later they fix all the problems with a montage. <laughs> yeah, we need a montage. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh my, can you we do that I the next time we all hate a movie? Just like after we do our histories, we need a montage. Okay, time to rank this thing. And that's, that would be really funny. <laughs> we should do that next year for April Fool's Day. Yeah. Oh, that's a great yes, idea. There we go. Uh, you know who I wish would have played Graham Graham? Who? June Squibb. June Squibb. Aye, I, was, look at I, that. I was thinking the same thing i was like they could have oh gotten goodness. a slightly bigger actress for this uh role that would have been delightful Graham Graham was the perfect size role to bring in a heavy hitter for yep, yep. exactly anyway so they they have their pancakes they go out and about and are are checking out the town come to find out eve has a boyfriend mm -hmm. who is played by her real life Crush, mm -hmm. and movie star character. Yeah, so she sees him. They're in a relationship. She's oh, everything is amazing. She's also is got he this the prince. No, He's not okay. No. All right, I was confused for a minute there because he was acting very like princely, but it's because he's a rock star, or whatever. Not a rock star, but he's a musician. He's a big. He's a big time musician. Yeah. Uh, come from the big city to, to here to see Eve for the holiday. And then there's a local guy who Graham Graham sends to talk to them because the big Christmas festival isn't going to happen because the Christmas party planners who live in this town aren't there for Christmas. The one time a year their business would work. So what happens? Of course, Lacey and Eve are going to fix all the things. Yep. They agree because... to do because it's Eve's Christmas journey. And I did, I did like she kept calling the owl. I think I did like how Eve right away knew the only way to get out of this is I, we have to uh, complete the whole plot of uh, one of these movies and we have to find out what our journey is and finish mm -hmm. it. And this yeah, is her journey. This. Yep. Yeah. But I like through all of it that Lacey is just cast aside and she's like, hey, what about me? Or I'm really bored. What am I supposed to do while you're doing all of these things? Like her only in her only place of import is when it is somehow related to Eve's journey, which is hilarious because that's how all the friends are in Hallmark movies. Yeah, that's right. Although she does have a little side story where she goes into a bakery. Wait, mm -hmm. No, there's something before that where they gave them something for free. It was something in the bakery, wasn't it? The bakery. No, before that, before that. Somebody oh, and she, she makes that joke about how about how bad the economy must be in this town because they keep giving everything for free. Economy survive on giving people free stuff. <laughs> yeah, because she almost falls and is caught by Paul, the who owns a cookie business. That of course, that would totally be my journey in one of these movies. I'd be the cynic who got stuck. I'd be the New York cynic who had to go back to the small town and find his <laughs> Christmas spirit in one of these movies. And I'd be like, Ugh. and get caught and get. Caught in a in a dashing fall love scene with a with a debonair young. No, my man. my my luck is instead of uh, Danica McKellar or Lacey Chabert, I'd get, you get caught by Candace Cameron Bure. You get June Squibb. I would prefer that over Candace Cameron Bure. 
so when she he catches her she's like all right that's enough stand me back up it's the typical oh look i just saved you he gives her a free mm-hmm. cookie and leaves and as always happens in these the guy who gets involved is a crazy stalker and they they really lean yeah. into this but these again this is the husband wife actor actress and their plot line is funny like She's sitting on a bench looking sad and she looks over and there's a card with her name on it and she opens it up and it's gingerbread people in the exact position that he caught her earlier today. And she's, he's like, I thought you looked sad. So I gave you the card. And she's like, and you just so happen to have a handmade card, you know, depicting the event that just happened. Um, and she calls him a stalker at a few times and talks about how creepy this is, which that's the part of her character. I like mm-hmm. when she opens up and starts welcoming love with this guy is when I lose interest. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I did too. But I, I liked that they called out how what seems so normal in a Hallmark world. If you take back, you take a step back and you look at it with like clear eyes. You, no, I see. See, that's where one of my uh, problems with this movie comes in, Julia. I feel like we'll get into feedback later. But Stephen Beach, who liked the movie, by the way said this is a bit too knowing for its own good i almost felt like it was almost too self-aware like it didn't strike the tone parody films i actually like like scary movie or not another teen movie do like it was almost too self-aware and too if that makes sense yeah but yeah yeah Uh, i think if they would have kept it going but to be so self-aware of like, especially Lacey's character, be so self-aware that she's in this contrived environment that doesn't make sense. This guy has serious boundary issues and, and borders on stalker. And then she just throws all of that away to be a an airheaded, ditzy female figure. Mm-hmm. Just didn't settle well with me. Yeah, I, I was, try- again, I try to put myself into shoes of characters when I'm watching these films. And I was thinking to myself, if I got trapped in a Hallmark movie... Would I, would I get rid of my cynicism the moment Danica McKellar comes up to me and says, I love Christmas because I lost my grand, great-grandfather five years ago who instilled the beauty in me. And I'm like, ah. what? <laughs> you did what to whom? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Exactly. That's how I feel when watching these movies. <laughs> Somebody else want to take over? I've been talking a lot. You do Julia will job. have Julia will have to if you want someone to take over because I could not. Um, okay, but- so we've got um, a blossoming relationship. We have a complicated love triangle, right? As most, eh, not most, as some Hallmark movies tend to have um, between Eve and Dustin, who is clearly our good guy right he's definitely the guy that's supposed to be the one that she ends up with and um they're very like-minded i liked the fact that they both had binders all prepared for how to plan the christmas festival and that made me chuckle um and uh and then her other this the rock star but not um who is most definitely not right for her, right? So she's torn between the two. I don't enjoy how she's wishy-washy between the two, but as a point of contention, I don't like Hallmark movies where there's a love triangle. Like, I really don't care. I would much prefer Mm -hmm. the love triangle be our main character struggling between the choice of staying, you know, like the, the, the choice of to stay or to leave. I prefer that much more than a guy, another guy. And I yeah. thought for sure when this movie opened and they got trapped in a movie, that was going to be the big dilemma to stay because life is so good or to leave and go back. So I was I shocked so when they, too. I was shocked when go. they brought in the love triangle. Um, yeah. I'm with you though, Julia, like that doesn't do it for me in the Hallmark movies either. Yeah. You know, Tom can make all the infidelity jokes you want about me. I don't mind those plot lines in movies, but when I'm watching a Hallmark movie, which is just supposed to be fluff, I don't need the exaggerated love triangle. If they wanted to do one between the two sisters where they both went for the same guy, now that would have been interesting. I, I would have preferred that. But otherwise, I am uh, with you, Julia. I wish it was more between the dilemma was more, I want to stay in this movie because it's amazing, but I have a real life to get back to as well. Right, 
yeah, do I want to live forever in fantasy or do I want to return to real life and make real life what it should actually be for me? To Tom's point, yeah. given the atmosphere of these movies, it would be a hard decision. You have as much as corny as they are. Yeah, no, it would be really difficult. <laughs> um, so she's got a love triangle going on. You get a few scenes where... She doesn't stand up Dustin, the nice guy for the other guy, but like she's clearly dating two guys at one time. Um, She goes into uh, knowing for certain she needs to break up with Mm -hmm. Russell, Chad, Russell, Chad, Um, but then doesn't, you know, because last minute she just couldn't commit to it. She couldn't do it and all that stuff. So she ends up breaking Dustin's heart when he finds out that she's been two time in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I didn't enjoy that. Because I really like Dustin. Dustin's character worked for me. He's the Hallmark guy I would fall for. Exactly. Um, and because you know this is a parody of those Hallmark movies, you know ultimately she's going to go back to him. And it's almost like he yeah. could have avoided this whole thing. We didn't need to do every Hallmark trope in here. Right. right. Like, not only does she have right. a current boyfriend, her his ex-girlfriend, Noelle, is going to come back later. Yes, that's right. So then we have, uh, as they're planning and working on the Christmas festival, his ex-girlfriend comes on. So it's a, I mean, what are we, what shape are we at now? It's not just a triangle. It's like a Where does it full square? It's point, right? math. Oh yeah, because it's four people. That makes, no. Oh, we got the other Five love story people. too off the side. The pentagon. Right. It's a love it's like pentagon. pentagon. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, and I really didn't care for her. Totally know what was, what was trying to happen here. Right. Because that happens as well. in Hallmark she's big city. Right? She's the big city girl who comes in and brings big city ideals to ruin everything. Small town loves about Christmas. That's right. She let's does. Get rid she of totally presents. Does. Let's tear it on the tree. Let's ruin the entire thing, but doggone it. We're going to have some of the best hot chocolate you ever had in the world. No kids will That's get right. toys, but, but mama bringing some hot chocolate. Mama, mama bringing some hot chocolate. All right. Um, so we have the love struggle and then that leads to ex-girlfriend that comes into town, totally ruins a Christmas festival. And so what do we have? We have our, our major moment here where Dustin's got to get his crap together. Eve's got to get her crap together because gosh, darn it, this town needs Christmas festival. And I liked that Graham Graham gets a little like up in Eve's business over the dinner table about like well, that, hey, uh-huh. that's a trope for these movies the grandmothers are always the ones they're not as um hard or rough as yeah. grand grand was but they are no, they're they always the, the guiding voice like yay they do I think the but, harshness surprised me honestly I did I did like the talk between the sisters where they're like yeah I've been um, letting people walk all over me in real uh-huh. life and I love that talk and where they realize their flaws mm-hmm. in real life and they have to address yeah. those flaws in this movie to get out of it and then carry those lessons into real life I like that whole talk yeah. what I did yeah. not like was this awful child actor who stalls the guy from leaving town and by oh, just standing in front adorable. of him she was a cute little girl she looked like she was reading off uh cue cards off the seat off the off to the side anthony well okay so what's the is the question is that all a part of the meta level of the movie yes uh, if it, if is it, it is if it is i applaud it if it wasn't awful actress i think it's pretty awful is the lack of representation in the cast also a meta level of i would this say movie? that's definitely a meta thing although I don't even think Hallmark goes so far as to make the only bad character an African-American person. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered I think, though. I think it's a comment. I really think it's a comment on the Hallmark. Oh, it probably is. Yeah. And if it is, and we'll just say that it is, I applaud it because it's accurate. Yep. You know who have been awesome? You know who have been awesome as Scrooge in this movie? Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> There's a cutie and a cute face. You know what would have been a better Scrooge for this? Who? Anthony Caruso. <laughs> you know what? If Hall, if anyone from Hallmark is listening, if the director of this movie is listening and wants to do another one of these films, I will gladly come in and play the villain in one of these Hallmark type movies. I would relish it. You I can couldn't. overact slash not act, and I could just be myself. 
which if you need a hateable character, it doesn't get much worse than Anthony's self. Uh, and then we could cover me on the podcast. What did you th- What's your history with this actor, Julia? He's the worst. I met him. Oh, no, the only way, the only way, the only thing that would make that better is if they also cast Tom as like my foil in the movie. <laughs> the guy who just <laughs> takes me down and, and crushes me. I, I don't want to be cast as a good guy who does that. I want to be cast as a person who has a vendetta against Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want a redemption arc. I want the good thing I do to be for all the wrong reasons. And then I'm in. <laughs> You saved Christmas. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, not what I was going for, but kudos. So speaking of saving Christmas, but it's saving the Christmas festival. Um, the little girl is, is a pivotal character in this one as we have Eve and Paul and like the whole cast really getting together to try and fix and get things ready for the Christmas festival, which it made me laugh. They did it in just a matter of hours. And the cynical sister was even like, wow, we did that really fast. Like we really pulled this thing together. That's right. They did it with the montage. Um, The little girl ends up being who gets the music act to come to the town. And it ends up being Russell, Chad, Russell. And the way she does it is awesome. She's, he's like, I'm leaving. Nothing could make me stay here. And she's like, you wouldn't want to make a little girl cry. Would you? Yeah. Which and is so basically he ends what up... happens in those movies, but not quite so. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Julia. Yes. No, no, exactly. that is exactly what happens. That That's is exactly right. what happens. I just hope that little girl's acting was a commentary on how awful those Anthony, leave kids be. alone. You're the worst. I, I, I was applauding kids last week. Two weeks. I don't know the last time I applauded a kid. But it happened recently because you tried to call me out for the same thing. And I said, I'm complimenting them. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So we have the nice, excuse me. We have the nice tidy resolution we see in these types of movies where even our villains have some level of remorse and turnaround. Uh, In this case, our quote villains, right? The ex-girlfriend and then the highfalutin rock star boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, it's implied they get together and he does a nice thing. She apologizes to Lacey or to Eve to, for being just obstinate being and herself. ruining, potentially ruining it. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Nice little tidy wrap up. And that brings us to, well, the, the success of her Christmas journey, right? Yep. And she's like, what was the point? The point was to do this thing. And that's when we get the magical glitters like we did at the beginning when they're falling asleep. Right, the magical, the magical glitters to the right. magical Christmas wind, as Julia calls it. That's right. Magical Christmas wind. We totally get that. And our sisters wake up at home again on the couch and they realize they've had the exact same dream. So was it real? Was it not real? What just happened there? And they both have some misgivings about that was awfully nice. I'm glad I was stuck there forever, but you know what? I kind of miss Paul. You know what? I kind of miss Dustin. Then we hear something in the kitchen. And what do we hear? What's in the kitchen, Tom? Boys. <laughs> a single boy is in the kitchen. Well, boy. Boy. <laughs> it was real. I, I thought it's it was cute. Came that over. Popped up from behind the counter and said, You told me not to watch you sleep. And I thought that was kind of sweet. Oh, we didn't even mention that. That was my favorite scene from the whole thing. <laughs> so after she gets, the, after Lacey got this weird card from Paul she and eve <laughs> wake up again sleep. oh my gosh even even lacy wake up together and their their hair is of course perfect again and they're wearing their matching pajamas <laughs> makeup's perfect she sees something on the outside of her window and it's another envelope with her name on it and she's like oh no and storms out she goes out there and opens it and it's it's a card he made with a picture of her sleeping on it and she goes to confront him and tells him you know, basically, this is creepy stalkerist. You should not give me cards that uh, you draw while watching me sleep. And I love how he secretly pulls a whole stack of cards out of his pocket <laughs> and sneaks them in the trash. I did like that too. I really while, liked that part. While they're baking cookies with the little girl for shelter dogs. Yep. Yep. So because, wholesome. you know. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. So Paul is real. 
Paul is real and Paul Miss Lacey as well. And she's like, how are you here? Because one, she thought it was all fantasy. And two, she's also like, how are you here? And he said that he thought he would come and find her because like that he missed her. That's right. He did. And then Eve is a little bummed because like, where's Dustin at? But guess what? Dustin shows up. Dustin's here too. And I thought it was cute that Dustin said, you gave small town a try. I thought maybe I would give a big city another try. No, I do like they said, maybe next year we could spend Christmas back in the small town. I did like that. Yeah. Um, I also like that Eve confronts her boss and says, I deserve the layout, the spring layout. I guess she works for a magazine. She says, I deserve the spring layout. She gives him the spread and she's like, you don't have to decide now, but by the way, my name's Eve as well. Yeah. And you could tell her boss appreciates her for, you know, standing up for herself in that moment. I really like that too. Yep, yep, me too. Yeah, it was a good resolution. Um, it was it really nice was. and tidy, and they ended up with people you wanted them to end up with. And yeah, it was good. I liked it. I like the movie. I will admit that talking to y'all made me appreciate it more. So my score is going to come in higher than it was because you two both changed my mind. With this, it was a good movie. It really oh, was. Good. I wouldn't go that far, but well, it I mean, was an at... enjoyable movie. It was a Hallmark <laughs> standard movie. When, yeah. Even when you, but I think it. I, I want to get it better than that because if you look at the budget they had compared to what Hallmark movies had, they did really well with what they had. The 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 filming oh, was they, amazing. They did. They the did. Sets yeah. were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the production quality was amazing. The shots they got, I mean, everything about it was good. Uh, this, I will give you the script was a little weak. Um, I would have liked a, a better script. Mm-hmm. But for what they were going for, they, I, I, I respect the, okay, I'm going to get my final thoughts now, even though it's out of order. I respect the fact that they were able to make it satire and make it funny without making it over the top. It wasn't like, you know, another teen movie or whatever those crappy movies were. Those did it better for me, though. Not saying they were not crappy, because oh. I agree that I agree they are crappy. I think this movie, Hallmark standard, which take that for what you will. You all know my feeling on Hallmark. But one thing I'll give not another team movie and scary movie is the fact they weren't as, to again, quote Stephen Beach, too much in the know or too self-aware or whatever it was he said. I lost the page, the comment. And that's what I wish they reigned in a little bit. It was, I, I wish they were a little less knowing. It was almost too knowing for their own good. Yeah. So, but, and I will say, honestly, I'd, I would probably prefer to watch a Hallmark movie straight up than this film, though, honestly. I would also prefer that. Not I. I kind of enjoyed the campiness and the humor of this that that okay. I don't get from those others. I think, I think uh, so. Watchability. We talked about that before, right? So, Hallmark has a different level of watchability for me than when I say watchability with or rewatchability with other movies, right? So, with Hallmark, it's like white noise in the background, and I can pick it up at any time and I know exactly what's happening. And this one could be totally white noise in the background for me, definitely. But I don't know that I would enjoy this white noise on a regular basis as much as I enjoy the Hallmark white noise on a regular basis. Same, Hallmark's a little more pure ultimately than this was, which is why I probably enjoy, you know, maybe I prefer this in a different time of the year, but definitely I prefer Hallmark in the Christmas season more than this one, so. I think I, think I would, I think that's exactly it. I think I have more appreciation for this one outside of the Christmas season than I do inside of the Christmas season if I'm looking for something to be white noise in the background, right? Because this one made me laugh in the way Hallmark movies don't. And and that's the point, right? Um, and so, yep. 100% agree, copy and paste. So favorite themes, quotes, anything we need to remember? I think we covered all my favorite scenes, but I did love all the stuff with the cards and the gingerbread man. I found that all really funny. That was funny. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was cute at the very beginning. And I don't know if this like happens in a big city because like I lived in Houston, but I didn't live in like the city. But I liked how um, the sisters at the beginning, like they're like their heat's out, their electricity goes out, all this stuff. They talk about going to get hot chocolate. And I expected them to like go buy hot chocolate, but they didn't. They made it in mugs and they just walked on the streets. And I'm sorry, but that was sweet. And I liked that did. a lot. Of course they did. That felt cozy. People people do that the in the Walmart. city. We, we, we call them hipsters though. And the real New Yorkers can't stand people like that. Anyway, <laughs> I thought it was so cute though. No, but it was, it was cute. And it, it was very um, typical of like a Hallmark film. That is something you would see yeah. in a Hallmark film. Everybody's gonna make their own hot chocolate. I'm surprised they didn't, you know, shave their own. <laughs> yeah, shave their own chocolate shavings over it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and uh, I, I did like the beginning when they woke up in Graham Graham's house and they come out holding the snowman and like another decoration as like weapons because they didn't know where they were. And Graham yeah. Graham gets like so confused. She's like, "What are we playing?" And she lifts something herself and like. <laughs> She had a little spatula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. I fully agree with I, you though, Tom. Like, I feel like that character could have had a little more heft if they cast someone bigger like June Squibb. She would have been great in that role. Yeah, she yeah. would have been great. I agree. Well, I'm out. Look at that. It's a Christmas miracle. We agree. <laughs> this episode didn't turn out nearly as contentious as I thought it would because you guys actually changed my mind. <gasps> Shall we rank us? Yes, we shall. Does that have a Linus moment? Yeah, it had a Linus moment. Yeah, they, there was Absolutely. change, there was growth. <laughs> I, I'm going to say it was a contrived Linus moment because it was, because this whole movie was contrived to be a Hallmark movie <laughs> parody. But, Intentionally uh, yeah, so. it, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it did have a Linus moment, though. Absolutely. I'm going to come in at a four. I am coming in at a six. I'm going to come in at 4.5, which gives us a 4.83, which puts, which puts it at tied at number 50. No, lied. It's higher than that, which puts it at number 51 on our list between Christmas Every Day and Prancer and Lethal Weapon and The Long Kiss Goodnight. So it's smack dab in the middle of those films. If you had different feelings about this, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us on our social medias at tisthepodcast.com slash Facebook, Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. I would love to have the director reach out to us too if he wants to talk about the making of this film because I'd be curious to see what went into trying to duplicate a Hallmark movie from Oh, his dude, story. that'd be amazing for a full Patreon episode and then yeah, get him yeah. on for his next movie that comes out or cover one of the other ones. Yep, Brian, absolutely. if you're listening, hearts out, bro. We'd love to uh, We'd love to chat with you. Your work is awesome. Speaking of Patreon, is that something we do? It is something we do. And Can Patreon... You, Anthony, do you mind doing the shameless begging for money? I would gladly do the shameless begging for money because I'm the one putting up all the shameless content begging for money. Uh, <laughs> if you like the show and want more bonus episodes of Tissa Podcast, go to our Patreon, tissapodcast.com slash Patreon, whereas for as little as $1 per month, you can get tons of episodes. We have so much up there right now. If you're listening to this the day it drops, just last week we dropped an episode in which I which myself, Claude Belanger, Matt Spaulding, and Kim Cooper rank the live-action Santa Clauses. So Tim Allen, Edward, Edmund Gwen, Richard Attenborough, David Huddleston, Ed Asner, and who's that last one? Kurt, Kurt Russell. And it's very, uh, it was a lot of fun to see where we all fell ranking those six on our list so that was a great episode and uh next week if you want if you love marvel me jerry and kim have an episode coming up just talking the avengers in general Mm. and we just have tons of fun stuff coming up especially the closer we get to the burr months halloween of christmas halloween thanksgiving and christmas uh so yeah if you're not a patron yet now's the time to join and i'll say about halloween like 
I want that new Monster Mash cereal so bad. Oh yeah, Monster Mash. Like if like I saw that, it put me right in the Halloween spirit. And this always mm-hmm. happens to me. Like from May to like September, I'm in the Halloween mood. Then September comes, and Halloween season's actually here, and I'm like, eh, I'm ready for Christmas now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that new cereal looks awesome. Uh huh. I'm going to do a live taste test of that cereal for Patreon because I've never had the individual cereals ever. So I'm going to do the one where they're all... I think you should try them individually and then together. I'll do a whole thing. I'll put Fruity Pebbles and then all the individual monster cereals and then the Monster Mash cereal. and It'll be a live taste test on Patreon to see how Anthony likes uh, ridiculously high sugar content and uh, (laughs) processed unhealthy (laughs) breakfast food. I like it. Julia, can the listeners help us in a freeway? Yeah, they can always help us in a freeway by spreading the news. And the best way to spread the news on if you like the podcast or not is just to leave a review wherever you find your podcast. So um, Apple Music or Podbean or wherever you listen, um, drop a review. And we love a positive review, but we want an honest review. So if you like Candy Crush more than you like us, that's fine. That's okay. Just leave a review. Maybe Julia, help your buddies if they like Christmas stuff. Don't don't miss don't rep, don't misrepresent what that user said. That user said they liked Candy Crush more than a certain listener. <laughs> a certain uh, a, a certain host. Which they are absolutely wrong because if somebody asked me today who my favorite elf was, I'd say Tom. No offense, Julia. <laughs> I know Tom knows it's a lie. It is Julia. Everyone knows. That. Uh, yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> I'm excited for next week, and I know Tom's more excited for the week after. But next week, sorry to Stephen Beach, but the eternal debate is going to be revived <laughs> because we are covering Die Hard 2, which I'm going to make the controversial statement now and say this one's more of a Christmas movie than the first one. And the week after that, Tom, go ahead, announce it. We are covering the Vicar of Dibley Christmas episodes. Y'all have to watch these. Uh, I would love to get y'all's thoughts beforehand. I'm going to spend a lot of time prepping and for the show, um, watching them multiple times. But I'd love to have a collection of your comments, your favorite thoughts, you know, what you enjoy, that sort of thing. Um, Because this episode, this show is really special to me. This is the first show that uh, Christine introduced me to. And our first show, we... I think one of, if not our first show, one of our first shows we binge watched as a married couple. Oh, that's Aww, awesome! I didn't know that now I'm gonna feel really bad if I hate this show. I won't you hate won't it. Hate there's not it. even, there's not even one ounce of me that thinks either of y'all are gonna. There, there's gonna be a, there's going to be at least one perfect ten on this from y'all. Ooh, those are big Ooh, words. That's yeah. like a high bar. Wow. It will, it will happen. I'm telling you, you're gonna like it that much. I'm excited. I mean, I love, I love British TV, so. You know what else I love? What? Uh, you wanna, I think the fact that you also love puppies. Were you going to say puppies? Did I guess puppies? It was puppies, wasn't it? Puppies. I mean, I do love puppies. Was that the answer? Was that what you were going to say you loved? I mean, I was going to say I love the fact that there's only 5,184 hours left until Christmas, but I love that. I love the fact that's only 216 days. I love the fact that's, that's only 30 weeks. That's crazy. We're almost halfway there. I know. Leon days around the corner. Christmas in July is around the corner. So exciting. So exciting. And, you know, I I love the whole, spending the whole year with our listeners and counting it down, but it gets more exciting for us the closer we get to those burr months and the closer we get to December. So Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm excited. Me too. Bye. Bye.